running a family and a business together. Imagine if that head trash was not there. Who would you be? What if I told you those fears were no longer a problem? What would you do? I'm Stephanie Costello, a mom of three, wife, and avid mountaineer. Beyond all of these, I am, very much like you, an average person trying to navigate this thing we call life. My goal with this podcast is to bring to light the truth about what intimacy really is. You may smile, feel called out, or learn something new. Either way, you will learn you are in control. This episode is brought to you by Safety in Freedom. Are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create? Or maybe you're struggling to own your power, embrace who you are, and break free from those toxic patterns? Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for the special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing to you Kyle and Renee Bayless, who absolutely love what they do, helping families protect their loved ones and their lives through insurance. As a couple, both are passionate about working with people and they are naturally helpers by nature, so supporting individuals, families, and businesses seemed like a natural path. Kyle is native to New Hampshire and served in the Army Reserves for 17 years. He is an avid volunteer. One of Kyle's favorite hobbies is being outside and enjoying all that this beautiful state has to offer. Renee moved to New Hampshire when she was 10 and has grown deep roots in her time here. Between her 10 years experience in early childhood education and running the kids' ministry at her church, Renee is most often doing what she loves when she's putting others first, that and sipping on her favorite tea with a good book. Both enjoy spending time with their children, being active outdoors, especially when volunteering with Special Olympics in both the summer and winter seasons. All right, all right. Welcome to the Intimacy Truth Podcast, where we are talking to Renee and Kyle about running a family and a business together. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. You are very welcome. So tell us, where did your journey start? Actually, let's talk about like the beginning of COVID journey starting. And you did start your business around then too, right? Uh, we were one year in, right around the start of COVID. Oh, okay. So you had some time to uh, play catch up or to you're a little bit in advance than those of us who either started in the beginning of COVID, like me, January 20, uh, 2020 is when I started and then COVID hit. And I was just like, well, here we go. Let's try to figure this out. Um, and then your family, how long have you been married? Six years married. Oh, yeah. You always <laughs> have to think because there was, we eloped. And then uh, we did the ceremony. So it's uh, kind of like, which date do we run by? Yes. Yeah, I always say anniversary. Yeah, exactly. I always say I earned the first three years. So we've been together 10 and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> so have you, how long were you, have you been totally together? Nine years. Yep. Nine years. Awesome. And then children? 
Four. Uh, we're a blended family. So we've got yours, mine, and ours. Our oldest is a senior this year, and our youngest is going into kindergarten. Oh, wow. Quite the age yeah. gap. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And running a business together. Yes. Yeah. That's like the fifth baby that nobody talks about being a child, but it is like running a child. <laughs> yeah. Never a dull moment. Nope. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, so tell us, what are some of the challenges that you've hit in your uh, journey? And I know you mentioned a couple before we started recording, Renee, if you want to take it from there, go for it. Well, there's the fact that we had, neither of us had run a business before. So that was challenge number one. Um, Definitely running it together, being people that organize very differently and figuring out how we could kind of blend that well, Um, you know, definitely took some intentionality. And then there was a couple of different family things that have cropped up over the years. Um, More recently, this past year, we kind of had two that were back to back, um, which when you're family run makes it a little bit more challenging Mm. especially when it comes to you sound like you can ask somebody for help uh, or have somebody who can pick up where you left off it Mm -hmm. usually especially in the beginning too where there's not a lot of uh, clarity or often you know what to do but there's no paper or book that says how to do it so that somebody else can pick up uh, where you left off until later on in the, in the business growth. Is that where, is that where you both are at right now? Yeah, a hundred percent. And yeah. still having people that need us, our clients rely on us, you know, mm-hmm. they need us, they need us to do our job, whether we have stuff going on or not. It's true. Very true. That's actually one of, um, one of our core values is strength in the face of adversity. Um, and I think the past year and a half definitely speaks to adversity mm. and navigating it and so when there's the personal adversity both just being the thing the cute the cool thing about your dynamic is you you have all of these titles that you carry these hats that you wear you have mm. the parenting hat you have the homeowner hat you have the insurance or the business hat you have the self hat, which is the first one I should have mentioned, you eat your individuals alone. And then you have all of this stuff that you blend together. Then you have the extended family hat. And there's all these different things that as a society, we have for roles that we play in our society. And you've already hit really well on it in the beginning where you talk about figuring out how to navigate it with each other and figuring out each other's differences. And you reckon you spoke about how you both have different organizational skills, which is natural. We all as individuals have our own organizational skills. And the challenge comes when it's trying to figure out how to make it work, how to accommodate, how to collaborate, how to uh, compromise with each other. So share with me a little bit of your journey on what it was, what it has been like to be able to figure out how to do that together. Um, well, we could describe her desk as neat as a pin. And we can describe my desk as organized chaos. Okay. And I think one of the one of the struggles we really had to come over, and there's especially um, one moment that comes into mind particularly. I was in the middle of working on something, and I had a pile of folders, and one folder on top of it. And she came over and like picked up the pile of folders, and I was like, "Nope, I'm literally in the middle of working on that." So it was definitely um, my desk stays a little chaotic. Her desk stays nice and neat. Mm. And you're not allowed to touch her desk, right? Right. I, <laughs> and yeah, vice, no, versa. vice versa. Yeah. There, there was a few times where I would 
come and put something down on her desk or or whatever and then she would come into the office and she's like what's going on here right even if it's just like a folder where it doesn't belong i'm the, i'm that way as well and my husband is also the organized chaos it's like everything has its place if you would just put things back where it belongs your life wouldn't be as challenging and he's starting to figure that out which is really cool is that something you're starting to navigate and shift or is it just you enjoy the way things are and you're fine with working in that organized chaos um i feel a little better working in organized chaos yeah people don't always understand it but there's a pile of folders on my desk that i'm looking at right now and i know each and everything in that pile and it's all in mm. chronological order and i know what needs to be done with each piece of it and you're so someone... kind of i'm sorry no please go for it i was gonna say we just kind of had to agree to respect each other's space like if you're going to give me a folder that requires something specific put it in its appropriate zone when you put it in my space and i promise not to rifle through yours uh... um and that seemed to be the best way to kind of go forward with letting us be ourselves mm, i love that and and if the folders weren't put in the right zone, right? That stays in the office, doesn't go home with you. Is that true? And that's not easy to do. And it can still emotionally come home, right? But then it's it's important to remember that when you walk out of the office, that hat stays there. And then when you come into the house, you pick up a new hat. Um, and then if there's a need for collaboration, do you have uh, staff meetings? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Bayless is your last name, right? So do you have like Bayless Corporation staff meetings where you talk about all the different categories? Like that's kind of what I picture life being like. <laughs> Pretty much. We call it Team Bayless. Um, I was actually joking with him yesterday. We need to just create our own hashtag because if we don't work <laughs> together as a team, we're going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> but yeah, we'll sit down a couple of times a week and I'm like, all right, we got to go through like what are we doing? Let's touch base. Let's spend 15 minutes. Let's organize this. That way I know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing because yeah. we share a calendar, but that doesn't always tell you everything that's involved in said task. Mm -hmm. All the little mini steps that it takes, right? Like who's going to make the lunch and who's going to go grocery shopping and who is putting the things on the grocery list that we know we need to have on the list. And I know the five things, but you have five different things. So how are we going to get those five things on the same list so that we can get to the point of making the lunches and and all the other duties that happen. There's a lot of little nuanced tasks. And even this is something that I, uh, a lesson I've learned with having an assistant. It's like, I, we both can do the same thing, but I gotta make sure we're not overlapping each other and wasting time and doing things doubly and all that other stuff. So if we expand that on all the other areas of life, it, it, it can get very cumbersome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. So how, tell me, what made you choose insurance? Um. I chose him. Yeah. That's how I got here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I always say it was, it, it, it was a lot of prayer and faith. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I was, I was in this job that I loved doing it. I, I worked in the dental field. I was making dentures. It was a, it was a job oh. that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, I had just kind of hit this plateau though. There was nowhere to really go above and beyond with the company that I was at. You know, I, I'd grown as far as I could. Um, but it just, it wasn't paying the bills at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't mm. taking care of the family. And I just kept praying that, uh, something would come my way. And then, um, met this guy at my church. He came down for like a, a small group meeting. Um, he offered me a job with a different company. It wasn't really a good fit. It was, he just did life insurance. 
I wanted to do more than that. I wanted to have the full gamut so that I could be a one-stop shop for a client and help them with all their insurance needs at one place. And then she reminded me that there was another guy that went to our church who was um, the general agent. He was all, he was in charge of all of New Hampshire and he also did insurance. So I sat down with, uh, with him for an interview. It was just, it was night and day difference. You know, it was um, the company was, was very warm and inviting. Um, it had the option to do more than just life insurance and it just really seemed like a good fit. And it seemed like a good fit for our family. Um, and the, the company that we represent was very family centric, very family focused. That's awesome. Super empowering. And so uh, had you had any experience in sales prior to? A little bit, you know, not much. Um, I worked in, I worked at Sears in the lawn and garden department doing sales for lawn and garden equipment. Mm. So it was salesy, you know, I was commission-based, but it was nothing like this. This yeah. is a very different world. Yeah, it, it very much is. And there's a lot of need-based uh, interactions with clients where they're in the middle of a crisis and they feel like you're either going to make it or break it for their, their crisis. And so there can be a lot different challenge where there's a need to have a lawnmower, but that's really cool to be able to go and, and buy a lawnmower. It's not fun having to buy or, or handle insurance claims and all that other stuff you're, there's a, you're holding up a lot of people's financials uh, when you're doing what you do. And so it's definitely very challenging to have those conversations. Yeah. Which adds another layer <laughs> to your very eclectic story. Right, um, right. I'm curious. So one of the things that I, I really am passionate about is, is learning about people and their, uh, how they make their individuality shine in their uh, story or their situation or their life. And so there is a need to be very structured and, or, and specific and uh, clear in your life with between all the different hats that you wear and carry and bags that you carry, right? Um, so how do you create that space to make sure things are done effectively, but also where you get to thrive as individuals in your environment? You go ahead. Okay. I, I can see you've got something. <laughs> well, so, cause it's, as you're asking the question, I'm laughing in my head. So I have the neat desk and I like the tasks and the lists and I want everything checked off, but when it comes to the business, I'm the, let's plan this event. Let's put this crazy workshop together. Let's do these big things. And the I'm creative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm yeah. far less efficient at the details of, mm. you know, the nuances to the different style policies and stuff like that. So it's very often I actually have to hand off someone that I've made a contact with him. If it's a very niche type of policy and say, Hey, he's the better one for you to speak to. He's the one who has that organization in his head that can kind of offer that. So it's a very funny balance, give and take, where I'm just kind of the tasks in the office, the maintaining the policies, the making sure things don't fall through the cracks in that way. But then on the other hand, I'm the big picture, big swoop type of component and then I take all of that and I hand it to him and say here you go put it together you do well with the building blocks where I don't you know you like to gather the blocks and he kind of puts them together 
Yeah, he towers yeah. them together. And then once they're assembled, then I just maintain them. Yes, exactly. Uh, that's And so uh, recently I was having a conversation with my business mentor and we were talking about the difference between visionary and implementer and Im- the visionary one and then the implementer. Um, and this also is like entrepreneur and business owner, right? So the entrepreneur tends to be the more creative, the more visionary individual, or not that um, entrepreneur or business owner are two, you can have both of those feelings and, and uh, skills in one individual. And you both do have them because if you didn't have them in, each, in yourselves, then it would be tough to also have them in each other because you have to be able to speak each other's language. And so the business owner tends to go to the meetings and go deep and build the building blocks piece to it, right? Um, and then there's, again, that visionary piece, how that entrepreneurship comes into play. If you didn't have that entrepreneurship blood in you, uh, Kyle, it wouldn't, it, to build, to go and build a business wouldn't have been something that uh, would have really happened because most people don't wake up and go, I want to be a business owner today. <laughs> you know, like it's like they want to be an entrepreneur. They want to change lives. They want to. So you have that visionary skill in a different way, which is really cool to be seeing the ways that you have them differently and how your piece, your puzzle pieces, although they may not feel like they fit well together every single day because of emotions and human, you know, challenges but you do have the core foundation of a good structure for the two of you to thrive successfully, which is really cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to do it all on my own. Um, yeah. I did have an entrepreneurial mindset for a long time. You know, I, I wanted to open up my own dental lab, but when I started calling around other labs and interviewing, it was basically everybody was shutting their doors because they couldn't keep up with the company that I was working with. Mm. So came time to let's find another business plan got into the world of insurance um it really kicked off pretty fast i really enjoyed it because it you know gave me the freedom to do you know to to live my life the way i wanted to um but very soon on i realized i need some help so i you know said hey can you come into the office a few days a week few hours here and there and just sort of fill in until we can afford to bring on somebody else and what became a part-time thing for a few months is now two and a half, almost three years into it. And we're still going. Yeah. That's so awesome. And how does family, how how does your family, your children and your family, like your household family structure work while the two of you are working? (laughs) That's a constant ebb and flow change. Um, So we've got two transitions during the week, just with acquiring and releasing children back Mm. to the other houses. Oh, yes. And then we have the youngest who's home all the time. Um, So it kind of just depends on what we have going on, you know? So for today, you know, we needed kind of a quiet day. Our youngest um, was really tired. And because we have the flexibility, I let him sleep late. He's not quite in public school yet. We start that next week. And we had a quiet day. So they got to spend the morning in their pajamas. They're in the next room, hanging out, watching TV while we do this. And this is our only task for today as a family. Um, And then there are other days where he and I are basically playing like relay race and I'm dropping them off and he's picking them up and he's taking them to the chiropractor and I'm going to go later and he's going to make dinner and I'll do the dishes and come home and put them to bed. So it really just depends on the day. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. And I love how, 
this week alone, I think we hit the full spectrum. Yeah. Yeah. This was a busy week. Yeah. Tuesday, she was home late. And then last night I didn't get home until about 1030. And And then the fact that you're integrating quiet days or relaxed days, right? That's so beautiful. Uh, One of the things that I am passionate about talking about is from kindergarten on, we're taught how to work a nine to five job. We're taught how to listen to somebody else's rules. We're taught how to ask to go to the bathroom. I remember when my first grader was coming home, she's raising her hand, mommy, can I go to the bathroom? It's like, you're not asking to go to the bathroom. You're making your teacher aware that you need to go to the bathroom because your teacher is responsible for you. And she's like, but I have to ask. And it's like, oh, that just lights a fire underneath me because we're not teaching independence. We're not teaching uh, their, their ability to make decisions on their own. And even if they're going to the bathroom three, four, five times, maybe they're having a stressful time and they deserve to go take a space in the bathroom and just relax and hang out, right? And so you're teaching them that by giving them the space to take a day off. Uh, It's really great when we do get 100% attendance. I'm very proudful. In the last year, I had 100% attendance in our networking group that we mutually have together, right? But there's days where it's like, if I actually needed the time off, I'm still going to be okay with the fact that I'm not going to have 100% attendance. And that's because I need to make sure I'm taking care of myself. So the two of you, at least the way you're presenting is your communication is, even though you might not always be on the same page, you still have a very strong foundation of communication. You have a very strong foundation, strong foundation on uh, your family structure and dynamic. And the and actually, so tell me more about your parenting uh, styles or your parenting beliefs or parenting, um, you know, things that you crave to teach your children. Are you are have do you both tend to be on the same page with those? No that's okay on a lot of things you know we definitely agree on a lot of the big things the pillars yeah matter the methodology right it's different yeah 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 which is across the board different parenting stories too yeah so i mean he has so the yours mine and ours so leah is 17 um and you know he's co-parented with someone who just is a very different personality than me and there's a different structure to her time with us yeah um then there's myself who has a degree in early childhood education I spent a long time working with young kids um so then I have two from my prior marriage which has its own structure Mm -hmm. um and there's a very clear 50 50 structure and you know the way we've kind of grown through our separation, my ex-husband and myself and how we manage the kids. Mm. So then we try to put them together and then we have the hours, um, who is this fabulous combination of the two of us, (laughs) which is wonderful and challenging to raise Mm because we're both so strong-willed. so then we go through having one who's home full time yeah. and I have the way I've done it or did it when mine were younger. And then he's got the way he's parented. So it's just, it's an ever changing, like, how do you feel about this? What about that? And constantly trying to grow in our ways mm. of communicating that way. We're not undermining each other, but still like you have to keep each other in check. Right. Cause we yeah. all have emotional times where we go over the edge and we need to hold each other accountable right but doing it respectfully with the kids 
It's very important. Mm -hmm. And, and by no means is this an easy thing. The way you're talking about it and the way you're expressing it is like, it's very calm and collected and right. And so you're doing a very good job with it, it, hearing each other out just in sitting here. It's so easy to go down uh, a rabbit hole and be like that one thing and the methodology is not the right and right. If we went into detail of what that would be, um, it's important to be heard. It's important to understand your intentions. It's important to validate each other. And then it's important to also take action and, and commit to what you're, you're saying you're gonna commit to. and also not expecting 100% perfection. Because what I also like to share is, you know, when we're raised as humans, um, we, you both had very different upbringings. So not only did you have different uh, parenting styles prior to your current relationship, you also had very different upbringings. And so what the word love right? The both of you, when I said the word love, you have images in your head about what love means to you. And so you're saying, I love you. And that means very different things for the both of you. You have your different dictionaries of what love means or any of the other words um, that we use to describe our, our world. And so it's important just to try to be like, okay, this is what I'm understanding. This is the picture I have in my head. Am I in the right ballpark? Or should I change my picture a little bit here? Um, and even, again, even though it might not happen all the time, it seems like you do have that really strong core foundation of, of being able to overcome it when you don't have it. I think we do pretty good. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. It would have been awkward to disagree with me there, but... <laughs> No, well <laughs> no, it would have been a good opportunity to have the conversation and and utilize the skills that I just said that you had, which is yeah. the <laughs> too no, funny. To be honest, she's definitely done a lot of teaching me and mm. reining me back because yes, I I've got a very uh, aggressive parenting style. We'll call it that. That's a nice way to call it. Yeah, but she's definitely done a lot of reining me in and like, all right, let's how did you really want to say that? And let's, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I had read a thing somewhere that, you know, basically was instead of saying you could have done this better or you should have, because mm. should is such a Should, word. could, can't, won'ts, wouldn't, yeah. those are all bad words. Yeah, all of those. I know this isn't the way you want it to come across. So what can I help you in the future? You yes. know, and, and things like that that knowing is very important, that belief, basically what you did is you didn't take it personally. You didn't say, you didn't take on whatever he, his message that he may have con been conveying with his tone. Um, and uh, just so you know, Kyle, you are not broken. It, she has great training. And those of us who have gone to school for psychology or uh, working with human development have a very different skill set and knowledge base that is not taught on a basic level in any way, shape, or form, even in schools. Uh, you do have to go to school to get that basic um, human knowledge, that human development, how the brain develops, uh, and so on. So um, kudos to you for being open to learning instead of saying, well, you're wrong and or anything else. You, there's, you could easily place some, both of you could place, place some blame, shame, or guilt on each other and it's very clear that you're removing that from your family dynamic which is going to break a lot of generational patterns mm -hmm. see you don't give yourself enough credit yes <laughs> yes you are very welcome so tell us more about your uh your business and how you help people um well uh 
we specialize in farms. I, oh. I think you probably heard me say that. I'm not sure if you've ever heard me say I that. I don't think, on, on other I network. don't know that I've caught it, but okay. I definitely knew there was the insurance piece. Yeah. Um, so we specialize in farms and uh, I guess where I was going with that is, is insurance is there for um, the time when you need it the most, you know, when, when you're, when you've got that major claim on your house, your, your roof is destroyed, tree falls on your car, your home burns down or anything like that, which is great, which is important. You know, you need the insurance there to help you rebuild after a major catastrophe. Now, where I was going with, we specialize in farms is, you know, without farms, there's no food, no farms, no food. It's, it's, it's there. It's Very real. basic. Yep. Now imagine that farmer is out there doing it on his own and his house burns down. He's not going to have that farm anymore. He's not going to have a place to live. He's got to get rid of his livestock and, and just to try and rebuild maybe, you know, sell all of his animals off. So where we help now is we're not only helping that farmer to rebuild, but we're helping the people that are dependent upon that farmer's food. Mm. Super passionate. That's, that's very uh, holistic on, on your, you, you know, insurance. Sometimes there's, and by no means is this, I'm sure you hear this often, so please don't take this in the wrong way, but insurance, there's this, this, I need to quickly get, you know, meet my bottom line and meet my goals. And, and of course, that's very important in business across the board. Um, but you clearly have this holistic take on your approach to business. You want to better the world. You want to make a difference. You don't just want to collect a paycheck. And that, right. that's at least how I just understood. Is it, Am I right? Am I on the right page? Yeah. No, we actually, that's another one of our core values is putting the client's needs above our own. Um, uh, there's one specific time I can think of where this guy uh, was driving down the road and a turkey flew out and smashed his windshield in. We literally dropped everything to call places, make appointments for this guy, have the glass company come out, replace the windshield on his car because he was a business owner too. He was trying to run his optometry business. And he's like, honestly, I don't have the time to, to take this over. I'm flooded with clients right now. My, my office staff is full. Can you help me? And we're like, well, yeah, that's, that's what we're here for. So we dropped everything else we had going on that day and just focused on him and getting him um, the repairs that he needed done. And that's what we believe being an agent is. You know, we always say you need insurance, but you deserve an agent to us. Mm -hmm. An agent is someone who can say, I can rearrange my morning. I'm going to take the time to fix the fact that a turkey just flew through your window and you are leaving for vacation tomorrow. Yes. That's and you're breaking your yeah, and you're breaking you're breaking the stigma of what insurance really means, and I'm thankful for that because I have such a uh, with insurance and and the <laughs> fact that we need to have insurance. Like I think I said this to Renee, you know, I have homeowners insurance. Why do I also need an umbrella policy? Like that to me is just such an infuriating thing. Uh, that, but that, that's my bone that I'm picking with society, not with insurance people. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that way. And so um, when, when you're talking about the agent, you're not talking about the insurance or the need for insurance or any of the things and how our society runs. You're talking about the human behind the phone that is kind of like that extended family member who you can call on when you need it and they will be there for you in, in the event of an emergency. They'll know how to talk to the, all the different people to get you the help instead of you having to use your assertive communication skills to get what you're needing out of the situation, having the right agent for your family, for your business, for all of your insurance needs is really important. 
Yeah. And that's why we value where we represent because we can put it all in one basket for someone. So they're not trying to, you know, because sometimes things have a ripple effect into multiple policies. Mm. So having it, the ability to have one person communicate for you versus multiple. And obviously sometimes that's not avoidable, but if it's avoidable and we can take care of someone at that level, that's our goal. Yeah. So cool. I love it. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for asking. You're very welcome. So tell us, how can people find you? She would know that much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I did all the talking. So I was waiting. Um, So we're on Facebook and Instagram at Bayless Insurance. Uh, We also have a website, Bayless Insurance Agency. Dot com and if they want to just give us a call our phone number is 603-450-2401 i love it thank you for sharing thank you for thank having you. us you're welcome this episode is brought to you by safety in freedom are you struggling to find safety in the freedom you create or maybe you're struggling to own your power embrace who you are and break free from those toxic patterns Well, let's help you solve this problem today. Let's figure out what is really happening in your relationships with yourself and others. You can do that for free today at safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. That is safetyinfreedom.com forward slash call. In addition, if you are looking for support with what we've been talking about in today's episode, I want to encourage you to get our free tools to help you navigate your freedom. You can go now to safetyinfreedom.com to get those resources. If you'd like access to the special resources and all the show notes for the special episode, make sure to visit theintimacytruths.com.